And welcome once again to Wandering Monster, <laughs> America's test table, where we don't just uh, stress test games, we stress test every possible internet technology that makes this thing work. Um, my name is Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. I'm Bridget Brave. I'm Mr. Paschke. And as you might notice, a certain bearded gentleman, uh, one of them anyway, is missing tonight. <laughs> and uh, we once again have the magnificent uh, Bridget Brave sitting in, um, super stoked uh, to get to tonight's game. Um, you out there in the tabletop community might be aware that there is a lot of controversy about licenses and D&D right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to let you know, uh, we will be dealing with um, medical and or occult licenses and a whole different category of D&D tonight because we will be playing doctors and demons. Or is it demons and doctors? Doctors and demons, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, this is a fun game uh, because unlike many a witch hunting uh, game, which is a genre that I, as a personally like um, satanic and occulty individual, am not fond of, uh, this game is about balance. And uh, I think that's really great because in actual occult literature, philosophy, practice, balance is central um, to the art with an E. Uh, and in fact, the figure of the Baphomet that many may recognize and that I have tattooed on my body more than once. Yeah. Um, is How many times do you have to... that tattooed and where? Uh, one is part of my uh, upper arm sleeve, and then I have here, uh, them as part of one of my knee uh, things. But at any rate, um, yeah, like all my tattoos are occulty and satanic. But um, the Baphomet, which was created by a gentleman named Eliphas Levi, uh, not his real name, a um, person who John and I have talked about at great length, who was basically like faked being Jewish for occult cred. Not cool. But he did give us the Baphomet, which is cool. Because uh, the Baphomet was meant to symbolize um, the resolution of opposites. Uh, the Baphomet is human and animal. It is um, male and female. Uh, it is uh, holding one hand up and one hand down to symbolize the saying, the aphorism, as above, uh, above so below. And uh, one arm is marked with solve and one with coagula, which essentially um, the correct translation is something close to to come together to uh, come apart and come together. And uh, those being like two occult principles of dissolution and solution. So what does that have to do with tonight's game? Uh, not that much, except that we'll be balancing the forces of light and darkness, or rather of the ascendancy and the shadows, if I'm not mistaken. So um, why and don't... Hell, hell seekers. And hell seekers. Yes. Uh, tonight's game is a joint from uh, Magic Cat Games, I believe they're called. And uh, Ian, why don't you tell us a little more about it and we can get right into it. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you for, to uh, Keller O'Leary for letting us play your game this evening. Absolutely. We have posted the links and we'll put them in the chat in just a little bit for you to get the game on itch so you can purchase a copy. And it includes the introductory module that we will start to wade ourselves into. So if you like you know, modern magic games, as Charles was saying, this is definitely a, a nice approach where you have a one of the more interesting things about this game is that it uses a dice wagering mechanism. So the game runs on a series of D8s that you can wager to help you to overcome 
or challenging obstacles, but at a cost, because if you fail, you lose those D8s, and that also taps into your effective skill and your very life essence. So everyone, uh, each class that they have represents a different occult tradition within the game, and they have different stats. It gives you different pools of them, and including, which I think is fun, even non-magical class where you just get a whole bunch more d8s to balance out not having magical aptitude so uh we are going to be playing the introductory adventure called uh house call and with that we will go ahead and introduce our cast for the evening uh i'll go ahead and uh as is required by um graven tablets from on high uh i'll go first um I'll be playing a caretaker named Sam. Um, my care, I have no reason to hide this for character development since tonight will be brief. Um, both of my parents are actually magical users and they were oath bound. Uh, they did not pass their magical lineage on to me, but I'm totally cool with that. I'm a chill person who's um, just sort of like uh, trying to get these knuckleheads to take it down a notch and like, Maybe stop demons and, you know, angelic-type creatures from punching each other. I'm a peacemaker, is what I'm saying. Now, just to, if I may, Spasky, since you are also still battling these internet gremlins, uh, your class is an operative. So they are yes. the people um, that are very much focused on uh, maximizing the outcomes of their efforts, no matter what the costs are. One of the fun things, and, and Sam doesn't have this benefit because they don't have a magical tradition, is that in each of these classes, you can represent either the forces, uh, the more infernal forces as the hell seekers, or uh, the more lawful but sterile uh, ascendancy, being a little bit more angelic, and the intermediary that are, of course, the, the oathbound. Uh, so this class is the oathbound, and it's really dedicated to preserving the balance between the forces and upholding that code. Um, all right, that all aside, so Bridget, we just talked like 20 minutes to lead you up to your dramatic intro. It, it is dramatic. Um, I am, I'm Casper. I'm a scholar. I am a hell seeker. Um, I get it. I know I look like Gary Gygax, or I've also <laughs> heard stoned Gandalf sometimes. That's when I get a lot. Um, whatever. Uh, you know, I just, I started out in this just to dabble. I didn't really want to get involved with the hell seekers, but I found the truth. And so mm -hmm. I've stuck around. Um, I'm always trying to balance the forces between heaven and hell because I admit that's something that's important. We have to do that. Um, but I prefer when it works out for me. Um, and also just to get the Gary Gygax crap out of the way. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know anything about the game. Please stop asking me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the three of you have worked with each other because all of you are residents of the city of Amherst and practitioners, whether or not they are allied with one another, all know about each other to some degree. Hang because... on. At, like Amherst, Massachusetts? So for those of you who may have missed an audio portion or two, our... <laughs> Just two. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Our um, characters have received um, envelopes with juicy red seals uh, on old paper. Red seals on old paper that tell us that the uh, answers to our queries, specifically regarding a a surplus of missing persons of late, 
are at the library. So uh, I think Sam being a caretaker, probably real job is being an actual um, caretaker at a zoo, sort of like in uh, the Mighty Boosh season one, <laughs> like before they opened the store. And uh, so I'm usually just like sweeping up out there or like sometimes talking to the gorilla who can talk back and, uh, you know, and I decide that I'm going to go um, straight to the library to see what secrets might lie there. And the other two of you? Yeah, I'm going along because whoever left me this note um, clearly knows something. I need to know what's going on with this. Also, it said discount Gandalf. That's who he um, <laughs> addressed it to. So I'm kind of pissed. So I'm, I'm in. The real question Gandalf. is, when you go to yeah. the library, do you tell your friends you're off on an adventure? um so i don't have a whole lot of friends um but i did um update my away status to say that i'm on an adventure so (laughs) and what about you louise oh yeah louise is uh louise is going to the library uh teca i'm not good at (laughs) spanish but i imagine my character is yeah Um, yeah so yeah um i put on my my fancy shoes and uh Grab my my to go bag of uh, vinyl apron and uh, I head to the library as one normally does. That's common, right? That's what people take to the library. I Absolutely. mean, when I go to the library IRL, I'm always careful to bring my vinyl butcher's apron in a bag because I never know when I'm going to need it. Yeah, just good planning. Yeah. So in the, in the uh, setting sun, it's easy to see the library as a grand structure with crumbling red bricks that are barely holding together under the weight of time. Even still, it stands tall in the middle of Amherst with panes of stained glass across the front, depicting a room of scholars writing and working, people who would be forgotten to history if not for their depictions here. You see that one really kind of stands out, a clear depiction of a woman in orange and green robes holding charred scrolls in one hand and stunning gems in the other. Hmm. Library is easily hundreds of years old, and there are clear and constant areas that have been renovated uh, recently, proving that it's failing, slowly but surely. Two slabs of intricate stonework serve as doors, with one being propped open during its operating hours, which are soon to end for the day, as you see the sun setting behind the horizon. The three of you meet on its steps and um, uh, here to investigate the secrets. Um, as kind of a, of a moment, how well do the three of you know each other? Are you friends or... Um, or any friendly rivalry between any of you? I'd say friends and colleagues, but that's how I think of it. And I'm I'm Sam the peacemaker, so Yeah, I I like getting info from these guys. Um more of acquaintances than anything. I mean, I, I haven't scammed these people that they know of. <laughs> so not that we know. Um hey, so the the woman with the you said it was orange and green cloak and the burnt scroll and the gems. Since my uh, parental units were oath bound themselves, what's the chance that I would know who that is from my upbringing? That is a very good question. So you would be needing to make a the first roll of the evening. And let me see what your knowledge. So 
you don't have the same knowledge skills as other mm -hmm. people, so this is going to be even more difficult, but go ahead and make me a difficult, uh, or make me a uh, mental check. So okay. in this, um, usually, except with that flub there, you wouldn't know what the difficulty of a check is unless your character class allows you to know that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to wager, you either roll the set amount of mental dice you have, and then you can wager additional dice. Uh, so for your character, Sam has one permanent uh, mental die. Would you want to wager any of your additional dice? Um, you can nah, wager up to nah. five. I don't care that much. So I'm just going to wager one. Let's see what I get. Oh, and that is a six. All right. Uh, so you try to think about it and you think about a specific story or maybe something that you've heard about this figure and nothing really comes to, to mind. Um, if anything, you you think about stories about um, maybe the, the founding figures of this town, but anything really kind of escapes you. Maybe one of your colleagues might know something more about um, these historic figures that are represented in the stained glass. Who's got the occult wisdom? Let's see. I would think I do, but I don't see it on mine. So if you look down um, under your abilities, you have uh, different pools of knowledge. You have cursed, hidden, and great. Uh, so your cursed knowledge helps you to know more about the hell seekers and that side of the infernal world hidden which is about the shadow world and then great which is related to the ascendancy so if you would like to prove that you're not just a generic gandalf and that you really know your salt uh would you like to make a mental check as well yeah Asper? i just did it it did not go great uh it was a three uh, you just decided to roll one die you didn't want yeah, to wait for additional i All didn't right, want to fantastic. start burning it early all right uh so it doesn't really catch any of your fancy um but perhaps you know, maybe you'll learn more things as you start to explore. That's kind of more of a cursory thing as you're advancing to the library. Cool. So the three of you then enter inside the library, mm -hmm. and as you advance up the, the stairs uh, inside, you see that there is a security desk um, with a, an a officer that's sitting in his uh, a wheelie chair, large bulk frame, almost as equal amount as muscle, as flab, feet propped up on the desk, and chewing something very noisily. Um, it's kind of fruity smell, almost kind of like uh, gummy worms or maybe cotton candy. Um, and uh, he watches you idly as you uh, start to advance up the, the stairs. Does Fago make bubble gum? They do have a cotton candy flavor, but uh, uh Fago. Fago, yeah, yeah. But I was wondering if they make actual Fago flavored gum. I, I'll have to look into that. That would be interesting. Cotton candy is like best flavor of Fago, by the way. Um, oh, hmm. Okay. Uh, I have uh, I'm on top of this, guys. Um, actually, no, you know what? I'm not sure this guard will know jack shit about what we want. Uh, Hmm, yeah, let's maybe just bypass him and go scan things. Describe, yeah, I, like, think, I think alerting the guard to anything we might be looking for might be a bad idea in general. Yeah, maybe just give him a friendly wave as I saunter in. Just normal library goers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it will, he shakes the, the crumbs off of him, takes his feet off the desk, and makes himself look presentable, and then gives you a, a hearty nod. You can see that his greasy, slick back hair doesn't seem to move at all as he nods as you um, uh, walk into the, the library. And he says, you know, kind of like swallowing like a <clears throat> mouthful of something, just don't re- <clears throat> don't forget, we close in 45 minutes, so um, make sure that... Um, you don't linger after hours since, uh, you know, everyone should get home. Those disappearances are just, uh, they're happening all over the place. You got it, brother. Ooh, the voice makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, see, it's Sam. Gentle Sam. Gentle Sam. Yep, with the wide shoulders. All right, okay, uh, in we go. Is this a one-story library or a multi-story library? This is a multi-story. So there are three stories to this uh, library. Uh, maybe some of you have even been in here before. Uh, the library itself, again, because it's it's a very old library. In fact, it's almost in the center of the town as if it was originally perhaps one of the founding buildings of the town, and the town sprang up around it. So it's a historic institution, but it's, it's in pretty bad uh, disrepair. In fact, when you uh, enter inside um, the uh, the interior, the first floor is just uh, almost like a almost like a massive open space. There's very little that's in this space. You see that there's um, empty shelves along half the side of the library, and some jumbled up books on the other end. There's lots of drop cloths. It looks like there is a lot of renovation happening on this floor. They have some carts of books. In fact, you see one man that is busily looking at the books that are on the cart and comparing them to what's on the shelves and scribbling things in a notebook and kind of just looking over the empty racks and the all of the things being uh, fixed and just has a big sigh and goes back and does the process over and over. Does he look like an employee or? Yeah, obviously. Okay. He's got- all right. He's Go got ahead. that very much bookish look that uh, librarians tend to have. Um, oh man, you haven't of... met that many librarians, have you? <laughs> I was pull. I was leaning into a stereotype. I have plenty of librarian <laughs> friends who would murder me right now for just saying, uh, "Yeah, they look bookish with uh, those nerd-like features." No, uh, <laughs> if you're a librarian and you're listening to this, thank you for your service, uh, helping the public with like, so many things. If that person had you. had blue hair and four piercings in one ear and two PhDs, I'd be like, yeah, that's a librarian. Yeah, that, that's ab- absolutely true. <laughs> no, this this figure looks to be a young man, um, pretty well-dressed, has a vest and um, a very kind of bedraggled uh, appearance to him. Like there's a lot of stress and unkempt hair. Um, and uh, he notices you come in and... Uh, stops scribbling his notebook just watch to see what you're going in or what what you're doing there is a a staircase that will take you up to the second floor as and also a uh, rust colored elevator that would also um maybe take you up to the second floor maybe get stuck halfway between floors um but um otherwise you see that um there are uh uh, you know, there's plenty of light still coming in from the fading sun through the, uh, the painted windows and the large hallways that extend in different directions. Do you guys want to split the party? Because I can handle uh, Mr. Bookshelf Guy. 
Yeah, I'll take one of the hallways. I'm not really interested in dragging myself up the stairs right now. Old Casper's knees aren't what they used to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll go upstairs. Unless there's a basement. There's a basement. I'm totally going in the basement. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there is a basement that you, that you can uh, go in, in, and you also can have access to the second and third floor. Noted that Louise has a death wish. So, <laughs> <laughs> for the or, or just like, I'm sure there's some sort of word for loving of basements, a dash philia. Um, I might even have a bit of it anyway. Uh, so like, I uh, am going to use my uh, let's see, positive presence skill. Um, I, however, would rather say that I have an authoritative personality than an authoritarian one. I'm not sure if that was a typo, but it said I had an authoritarian personality and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to play Sam that way. So, uh, I'm just going to approach the guy with the books and be like, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Sam. I've, I've been coming here since I was a kid and I was just wondering, like, I've never seen so much renovation and. I'm wondering what you're doing with the books. I like the books, and I'm, I'm hoping they're not going to do anything bad with the books. Oh, the guy uh, <clears throat> clears his throat. You can see he hasn't taken any uh, self-care time in a while. And he goes, oh, Sam, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Uh, but my name is Reed. I've, I waived your, uh, your late fees last time that you were oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know how much you love Dr. Uh, your Zeus and uh, all of those other uh, colorful books. Um, <laughs> we're we're doing a, a lot of work here. Funding hasn't been great, and the renovations have been slow, but we are very committed to taking good care of the books. It's just we're, we're really short on staff. Uh, the disappearances really have people worried, and lost a lot of staff lately uh, both we've we've lost staff and then people have quit and I'm, ah i'm i'm just real just i'm real afraid and so you know we're gonna we're gonna close tonight and then um i'm just worried i might even have to shut down the library for a couple of days until all this sorts out i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a tentative squeeze on the arm and be like Oh, I'll be okay. We're all we're all in this together, man. And then kind of wander away. So books are eating people. That's cool. Possibly, <laughs> maybe. It's a theory. Have you read any Sutter Kane lately? <laughs> <laughs> um so did you use this squeezed his arm and walked off or Yeah, yeah. Or... I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of keep trailing around, maybe catch up with one of my I'm gonna I'm gonna go after um, what's Pashki's character's name again? Louise. 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 I'm gonna go after Louise probably because basements are rad. And also, people going missing concerns me about Louise down in the basement. And as while you are taking a look, Casper, going down through these hallways, you see various art on the wall representing various historic scenes of Amherst, and uh, it, they'll have lots of type of um, archival photos, black and white. But the thing that really kind of takes um, your eye is a this large 
portrait that's on the wall of a woman with a little placard on it that says uh, Mary Bellick. And it has a placard on the side that talks about it being one of the town's founders. Um, she, the thing that really piques, the, piques your curiosity is that this woman looks very strikingly like the one that's on the painted windows outside with that hmm. orange and green dress motif. Hmm. Yeah, so hmm. how, uh, you know, I know this guy wanted us to split up, but I'm feeling like this painting should probably get some close attention. Um, I, I'm, can I see if there's a way to open the painting, maybe? Does the painting look secure to the wall? Is there it in a frame? Okay, so as you start to poke on it, um, it comes off almost like too easily. Um, and you see that it's just being held with a rusting wire on the back. Um, and you can tell if you've taken it off the wall that it hasn't been moved in quite some time. There's layers of old paint uh, that are behind it that they've just painted around this and just not moved it. It's That's very dusty. Um, is there anything on the back of the painting? You see the artist's signature um, and the date of when it was painted, and it looks like this portrait was painted 75 years ago. All right. Can I go back into the main library area? I think this might be a good question for our librarian friend. Sure. Are you taking the painting with you or putting it back? Um, it's pretty large. I'm probably not going to haul it all the way down um, with me. I'll put it back. Okay. and then. And this would be a perfect opportunity for someone to shoehorn like a mage hand joke since uh, Casper has <laughs> never played D&D. &D and uh, no, uh, that would just so... tick him off. He'd be so ticked by that. Yeah, just <laughs> so you go back to the librarian who is still sorting books and sighing and um, to himself. And what is it that you ask of them? Um, I'm wondering if he has any information, maybe a book on Mary Bellick. Um. He uh, again cops and uh, takes a dry swallow and goes, uh, Barry Bellick, uh, books. Uh, we have some reference tomes on the, the third floor uh, that deal with the the town's history. They're the, the old books, some of our uh, more archival ones that still get requested uh, for the historical society. So, yeah, it's, it's on uh, the third floor. Of course, it would be on the third floor. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, can I uh, can I use this? Just the skill looks so interesting. I want to yes. give it a go. Um, can I use where was it? The pinpoint. Yes. And I'm going to sacrifice one of my dice for it. So I can All right. Um, so you so you're using the pinpoint ability, which is with a successful mental test, you can pull a word of importance from a target, like you're reading the surface of their mind. Um, so uh, you don't need to burn a point yet. You basically can make a mental test. And so okay. you, Casper, have one die in that, or, and you can wager up to, um, you've got up to six that you could wager on top of that. How many would you like to wager? Or I'll you just wager one, one with okay. that. So you're going to roll 2d8 and uh, let me know what your results are. It was a 10. Oh, no, I mean, you they're going to be separate. So give me the okay. order. So it is a five and a five. A five and a five. Uh, so you do get a a word that, that floats on the top of his mind. And there's a, uh, there's a deep 
pain and feeling of sorrow and it's page like the name not like a, in a part of a book mm. but um a name and as you scrape that off of his mind he looks at you with this very sharp gaze and he stares at you and you you think he suspects something but he takes a step back and just like he's trying to figure you out uh -oh. what, he's a, he's what a fellow psychic What did you say? I didn't say anything. I thought you said something. And he looks confused and distracted for a second. He goes, things are just getting weirder and weirder around in this place. <laughs> Maybe this haven't slept. But he looks very suspicious at you. What is it you want? I'm just looking for the book on Mary Bellick. Oh, Mary Bellick, yeah. Yeah, third floor. Go... Yeah, we're running out of time. The library's going to close soon, so you, you better make it fast. All right. Can I shout down the stairs to let them know I I might have a lead? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, Luis, you've gone down into this basement, and it is damp smelling, which uh, instantly is kind of the, the fear of many a good librarian for yeah. getting Foxfire and other things there, you know, mopping of your books. Um, and it looks as you start to advance down these steps that you can see the old part of the building, like whatever the bone, like the bones that made this first building are here. What's really kind of um, making you uncomfortable is besides the smell of earth and loam and uh, fetid water, like water seeping in through the foundation, is a cloyingly sweet smell, like like cotton candy or sponge sugar or um, something that shouldn't be there. It's that Fago flavor I've been craving. Yeah. Mm, spilled cotton candy Fago down here. Okay. Um... I don't know. Uh... So from your view, as you're going down the staircase, uh, it's it's pretty open. There is basically a corridor that's going to run the length of the building with some rooms off to the side. You can see on one side of this hallway where the bottom level of the elevator is, and there is the rusted uh, expandable metal grate that's across it. Um, but you definitely get the smell of mildew and candy down here. Mm. And um, while you're while you're here, um, no, you don't have that. All right, um, you are a little bit unnerved by how dark and deep the shadows seem down here. Okay. Uh. Yeah, uh, I got nothing. I don't know. I'm just drawing a blank. So while you're down here, uh, make me a mental check. Now, again, I'm, just, I'm not going to keep reminding us each time. This is whenever I uh, invite you to make a check, you to tell me how many dice you're going to roll. So your characters have a normal automatic amount of dice. So for you, uh, Louise, you would roll at least two um, eights because you have two permanent points in your mental skill. Um, but you can always let me know if you want to wager additional. Yeah, uh, I rolled a one and a three. All right. 
So you see something um, like flicker or glimmer coming from one of these open doorways in the hallway, um, and you hear someone calling your name. And it's okay. not just like the Wheeze Alvarado, it's your full name. That has like your mother's name and your grandparents' name. It's the full, like, seven to eight part long Latinx name. Okay. Uh, do I recognize the voice or is that new to sounding? Uh, you're not sure, but you think it's familiar, like someone that you know and trust. Like, it, you. Oh. Okay. Hello? Yeah, that's me. Cousin? Aunt? Yeah. Yes. Homeless guy down the street that I got drunk and talked to that one time? <laughs> yes. You come. Come into the shadows. Uh, You just said yes. I stated three different people. Yes. <laughs> come into uh, the shadows. I do like <laughs> shadows. Um, <laughs> um, I cautiously, yeah, cautiously moving towards the voice. Um, so, you know, as you're doing this, uh, Sam is coming down the stairs after you, and shortly after Sam is coming down the stairs, you're also starting to hear uh, Casper shouting something down, but your family's down here. They want you to come visit them. Hey, hey Sam, come here. It's it's my, my cousin and homeless guy that I know. Do you Have you met them? Do you, you want to come meet my cousin and homeless guy? So it's not my first uh, rodeo, and uh, I do actually have like bulging muscles that I don't show off according to my character description, but that definitely show. Yeah, that was a very thirsty description of my character. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, it did, it, yeah, it got it got me revved up. Um. So I would like to um, gently but firmly, while saying like um, the the people that you know, including a, a itinerant individual that you don't know that well, are not down here in the shadows. In fact, I think I'm going to have to take you upstairs, please. And I'm just going to haul his ass out of there <laughs> physically. Um, so that's I'm I'm imagining a physical check, or do I? Is it like combat between me and him? So your friend is trying to pull you from your family to like um go ahead and make me a social role sam to see if oh. you can convince your friend as you're pulling him guess what and if uh, not, i've already done my routine presence never mind okay but, uh i didn't really you I, wait when did you use your routine presence I thought I used it to. Oh, I didn't. I rolled on that one. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to use my routine presence. I'm going to uh, pass this check uh, for okay. free and take a point. Uh, it says on social, right? Yes. So you're but going I, to. But I can grow that back if we have. That's a correct. Round when you have a rest. Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what Sam's doing is using the ability called uh, routine presence, which is something that's very interesting about the caretakers that they exude a natural kind of authority, but it's or they're just so or also kind of so melt into the shadows that people accept what they say. Right and this so, way, sir. It's that vibe. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to write this way, sir, his ass back up the stairs. So Louise, like you have this very weird feeling of almost deja vu or just um, and vertigo almost at the same time as you're 
feeling this compulsion to go into the shadows and then this almost equal compulsion to pull you out of it as your uh, very strong friend grabs you by the Ooh, arm it's, it's and, game in a nutshell. Commands and pulls you at the same time. Uh, so, Casper, you've been yelling down the stairs and you see that Sam is dragging a kind of a foggy-eyed-looking Louise up the stairs who looks like he's just kind of getting out of a, a funk or a fugue. And so and I'm going I'm, I'm to info dump and say, like, uh, I, I, talk, I talked to a librarian and people are going missing, like, in the library, including staff. Um, the guy with the books was real sad about the, the staff going missing. And then just down there in the basement, I think Louise is, like, dead relatives were going to pull him into the shadows. But I, I stopped that shit. Oh, so there's you saw something. I mean, something's talking to you from the shadows down there. It could have oh. been my my cousin. It could have been my aunt. It could no, have been a homeless guy. I do you want me to come down there and look? Because I can see into the shadows. <laughs> Ooh, cool. That's I a mean, cool ability. I mean, if, if it's the homeless guy, I really like I think he owes me five dollars. All right. Well, I could I could check it out for you. Let's let's all three of us go back down. Um, so I have a question in the yes. uh caretaker um class. Because I don't have any magical abilities. Am I like not necessarily a blunt like in 40k, but am I more or less immune to like influence like the type that he was feeling down there? No, not necessarily, but okay. you could be more resistant in some capacity in the fact that you have more dice that you can wager. So it, you could run it like that if you so choose, but you do not like you're not a null basically. Okay, cool. All right, so, got it. All right, so you're going back down there, the three of you. Yeah, yeah. Into yeah. The shadows. I want to see right. what's in them shadows. Um, so, are you putting on those lenses, Casper, as you're advancing yep, I'm through? I'm going to wear my midnight lenses. So, oh, cool. she, so, Casper is wearing the midnight lenses that allows them to look in the reflection of their glasses and see the shadow. So, that's a pretty powerful relic. Uh, the one downside is when you gaze into the abyss, of course, it can gaze at you. So when you put your glasses on, you instantly kind of get that sense of gut-watering vertigo as you kind of snap between worlds, and you see the Shadow Realm. It's very much like the realm that we have, but everything is slightly off, dark, twisted, shadowy, misty at the same time. And as you are well aware, Casper, that things that you do in the Shadow Realm may not affect the real world, or if it does, it may be a slight echo by spending lots of magic or having powerful items, you the actions you do in the shadow realm can affect the real world. So it's when you're kind of in between worlds or in the shadow world is where you really interact with those things and they can interact with you. So you put on your glasses and you see in that area that Louise was talking about, this kind of a room off to the side of the hallway, you see a little flicker of like purple and blue. And uh, just kind of like it's a it's a brief thing that it comes and it goes out of of sight for a second. Um, roll me a great knowledge check. So basically, what you're doing is you're doing a, a mental check for me um, to kind of identify what this thing is from a very uh, small, quick glance. All right, now I'm going to do three. Okay. So I got a total of 16, a seven, uh, a six, and a three. Seven, six, and a three. Fantastic. That's what I need. So it's it moves really quick at first, and you realize that um, 
This thing is trying to uh, evade your sight. Uh, it seems to recognize that you're wearing glasses, and after a while, it realizes that you are just going to see it no matter what. There are a pair of these creatures that have uh, multiple sets of eyes and little wings. They're almost, in a way, at first you almost mistake them for being pixies, um, but they are a completely different creature altogether. Um, you know that these things are from the uh, the Ascension, and they're, they're Everlings. They're these little itty-bitty sprites that do bidding from other creatures from the Ascendancy for small tasks, almost like the ability that you have, uh, Louise, to make like a little shadowy imp that follows your orders. Um, and same thing with you, Casper. It's like the Ascendancy's version of that. They are a little bit almost trickstery in a way, but not maliciously. They just are doing what they're told to do, and they will do. Um, they'll use their abilities of illusion to make that happen. Why is the Ascendancy stealing fucking souls? Sorry, that was a Charles question, not a Sam question. Okay, I was going to say. Sam would just be like... I haven't even told you what I saw what, yet, what, Sam. What was that? <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's, that's a Charles question. Yeah. So, Louise, I admittedly was not paying attention when you told us about your family history, but unless you're adopted, I do not think that's your family in the shadows. Um, <laughs> it, it, I also don't think it's the homeless guy that you got drunk with. Um, oh. You seem to be... Uh, basically you know the little fetchling imps from the ascension side oh yeah um, like like that and and then i i manifest like you said i can manifest one of those right mm -hmm. i can too yeah yes um so you get to really tell what type of form it takes or um how it looks it could be either the same creature every time Ooh. you use the ability Ooh. or it could be Ooh. like a rotating cast dude so make it a centaur except the lower body is a pig instead of a horse pig tar yeah pig tar it it's going to be tiny so it'd be a, a tiny pig tar <laughs> awesome even better sold yeah a tiny winged pig tar <laughs> um with an afro um <laughs> but the afro is green i want this action figure so bad so yeah i um so are you are you are you choosing to use that? Are you going to be casting that? Yeah, I mean, if there's right. two like evil things that that are trying to get me to go over yeah. there, I mean, they're from the Ascension side, so, oh, I, so I'm not really sure what their intent is here. Oh, I'm just assuming. Yeah, evil. in That's fact, my okay, bad. so so as Maybe. as a caretaker, my whole deal is resolving and or preventing conflict between parties in the. Um, shadow non-shadow interplay let's call it uh so the fact that i don't have any magic i can't see these things right the only person that can see them right, right. now is casper with their glasses and, and i can't and, interact with them okay but uh louise does have an ability that uh, that they can use to open up the the like the barrier between worlds and make a gateway for all of you to go into the shadow uh, if you so choose I mean, the library closes in like probably thirty-five minutes now. I, I'm all for Shadowgate. Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. I bet the Shadow Library never closes. Yeah. Or maybe it's about to open. 
you know, yeah. open it. Yeah. Okay. So Louise, are you electing to then use your doorway ability, then open a portal to the shadows? Is that what I'm hearing? That is in fact, correct. I, I will be opening a portal to the shadows. And describe to me uh, and feel free to wildly gesticulate or pantomime. What are the, <laughs> uh, arcane sounds and uh, wild movements you do to tear the barrier between worlds. I mean, you see like Louise crack, loosen up, get a little limber, rotate his head. Uh, and then like, get ready to like crouch down. And then he just pulls out his knife and goes against the wall <laughs> and physically rips it open. Just like Erebus. I love so, it. Uh, Casper, you get this like blasting like feedback through your glasses that you're using real world glasses to look in the shadow realm as the shadow realm gate opens into the real world. And you kind of get that mirror infinity thing at first. Yeah. It's just like Ooh. really disorienting. Yeah, those things are off now. That is um, awful. So you have a gateway that all of you can step in or all of who's stepping in through into the shadows. Definitely me. I want to go talk to those things. Yeah. All right, Casper. I'm you also fine with Sam going first, so I'll go right behind him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so all of you then go full into the shadows, and it's like you've just plunged into an icy pool. There's that shock that takes your breath away for a second, and you feel goosebumps going all across your flesh until you kind of normalize back into it. Um, everything kind of has that weird, muted, echoey kind of feel at first until you're you fully acclimate. And uh, those little winged creatures uh, called the Everlings, you have the two sets of fluttering wings, four eyes, and purple skin. And they all have this kind of unsettling smile across their face. And you can't quite tell exactly if it's mischievous or devious or if they're just really happy to see you. But they're flittering back and forth, kind of muttering to themselves um, as you've kind of come in here. You and little guys. Do they, speak, do they speak English? Yeah, they speak all kinds of things, especially one kind of flits right up to you and goes, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to tell them, hey, oh, hey, hey, guy, I'm a, I'm a caretaker, and uh, I'm very worried that you've been, like, stealing human souls down here. Oh, no, and no, I'm no, no, what I stealing? <laughs> Barwin, Barwin, Barwin souls. Can you tell me what's up with that? maybe um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna like, uh like i can't i can't use that or i guess i can use that again if i've i haven't healed my point back have i no huh do i want to spend another one Would my uh, well, sheep's clothing so, uh, work with them you've got you could yes you, you've got yeah. two points of of mental you could do it again um Sam, and you could even use your soul dice if you so choose to use that ability. It's oh, not shit. once per day. That's your still standing is your once per day. Um, okay, then so I'm definitely, I'm going to eat up those soul dice. Yeah, I'll do yeah. another um, routine presence and uh, be like, uh, you know, just do my like, I'm I'm an official caretaker. Sure. Excuse no. me, I'm a representative of the caretakers and I am oath bound. I would like you to explain the situation to me, good sir, and please do so in a succinct manner. That's pretty okay. good. I'll, I'll sure. I was going to say, um, Casper, are you wanting to use your sheep's clothing at the same time, or wait to see how things shake I'm out? Wait and see how this okay. plays out. Yeah. Uh, Sam, uh, as you pull your routine presence and you kind of draw on that authority that you're you've learned from your parents. Uh, I love everyone that chats like Kermit. <laughs> 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 
It's actually Carl Sagan. No, wait. It's who, who was the other one I said? J- Jim Henson, Carl Light Sagan, or um, uh, George Lucas. It could be any one of those. It's, it's right. all of them. I still imagine it in a Vin Diesel body because uh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so they, the little creatures kind of flitter and mutter something back and forth. And he goes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we are, we're gathering souls. You're, you're absolutely right. So uh, we're not, we're not hurting people. We're just giving them a, an opportunity for something much better for them. Is it you like know? to invest in neutral life? Is that what they're down here to? Um, <laughs> we have an you, exciting opportunity you for you to buy into our. Th- I'm not. This is Charles. This is okay. not. Not Casper would tell you that these are very sensitive creatures. They yeah, don't I'm like not gonna... social slights, and no. um, it'd be uh, very bad if you were to mock these little things. No, but uh, I will ask a follow up question and just say. Um, that, that sounds very exciting. What kind of opportunity? Oh, ah. And they had, and then they both kind of turn and say at the same time with that weird smile, happiness. <laughs> okay. We sent you to the house of gold. Oh, shit. House of gold. House of gold. Who's got, um, so I'm back in Charles mode now. Who's got occult wisdom in our group? If only this... there was a character class of a scholar. Yeah, that's me. I, actually, no, I'm kidding. I need these. I can't see what I'm doing. All right. Uh, oh, I wasn't meaning that. I just I wasn't meaning as a, a jab against you, Bridget. I was just meaning it like facetiously, and like we conveniently have. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah, gonna yeah, say, yeah. I know I've got something for this, but I had um, comically taken off my glasses to oh. make a point, and I couldn't read my my uh, sheet any longer. <laughs> so you have Bridget. You've got a couple of different things that you could use. Or excuse me, there, Casper. You have various bits of knowledge. Um, you, well, I mean, you have the most options, probably of almost anyone. You have ancient orders that would basically make you compel a target to do an action. You could use that pinpoint against uh, against a character to scrape something off their mental surface. You even have um, your sheep's clothing that helps you to mask yourself as a trusted uh, figure that that character would be familiar with. So um, you've got some options, and knowing your personality. What feels like a good fit? Yeah, I think I'm going to command, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my ancient orders um, to take us to the, uh, let's go see this, uh, is it Gold House? Is that what we're calling House House of Gold. gold. House of Gold, yeah. Let's go see this House of Gold. Um, And you're using your ancient orders? Yes. Okay. So go ahead and... um, Actually, they're going to go ahead and roll to resist. And both of them go, yeah, sure. Yep, how's it going? Um, And they uh, lead you out of the uh, the basement um, and out toward, you know, through the hills. Um, What's the shadow library like? About to mention that. You see... um, that no one seems to notice you. You see that that disheveled librarian is talking and having some pretty ex- heated ex- words exchanged with the security guard about missing people. And look, now you've lost another three people. What the hell is wrong with you? We're going to fire you tomorrow. You search this building from top to bottom. And make sure those people are are out of here um, or where they've gone to as you uh, walk out of the, the library. 
when you look at the Shadow Realm um, version of the city, there's definitely a lot of distortion and differences here, but there's something peculiar that none of you have seemed to have noticed before, even with your casual uses of the, the glasses, Casper, is that in the distance, in the woods, there is a sprawling gold estate. Um, mm. It almost looks like a like a mansion, and, and as you're looking at it, it's shimmering gold and in the corner on the second floor of this building you see like the buildings expanding you actively are watching it bud like a fungus and all of a sudden there's another room just attached to the second floor and light flickers and you see movement uh, going in this place it's slowly almost expanding more and more i and, i have uh, a i have a hunch that those Bulbous extrusions. That's fun to say in that voice. Bulbous extrusions. <laughs> Bulbous extrusions. No, I can't yeah. do it. That those are are fresh souls being added to the house of gold. That's all. That's just my Sam insight. So, are all of you still then following these creatures to the house of gold? Yeah, I'm, I'm not real thrilled about the multiple stories because, again, the knees, but um, Casper's <laughs> also got student loans, so House of Gold, let's go check this <laughs> out, yeah. I do... Do these creatures appear to have pockets? <laughs> they're... If they... Well, they, they're not really wearing clothing, but... Okay. But, I mean, everyone's got a nature's pocket, but... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't It'd be a very tiny pocket. I mean, <laughs> so it sounds like there's there's really no... Okay, so one of my character's abilities is I can pick someone's pocket. And it sounds like it's either going to be insanely difficult because of their size, or there's not much in there to get at. So, question answer. really inappropriate, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's move on. Yes, I'm following. <laughs> and the entire time, you're like trying to see if they have pockets yeah Just, i like you know, so I, I, actually in the obs there is a uh, a little picture that you'll see of like a pixie with wings with if if you're watching our video recording uh holding two little scepter like uh items almost look like push pins or like um like mm -hmm. little pins that that's also the on our we're live announcement on our social yes it is yeah. so that is mm -hmm. the creature the two of these that are guiding you um so this would normally be a long walk through town, through this kind of forest towards this thing, but the distortions of the shadow make it seem like it's a fast jaunt. Uh, you're not even out of breath. If anything, you must feel refreshed as you're kind of just gliding through this strange place. Lucky um, Casper. Uh, as you've uh, arrived at the, the house of, of gold, um, it, it just seems to be shimmering like it is made of solid gold um there are some uh, two very large um um as it states so it is a uh, the house itself looks to be made of golden bricks with wind and its window with crystal panes it shimmers with a dazzling yellow hue in the dark sunlight and it stands two levels high close in size to mansions in a house from the squared attic window you can see there is a brilliant yellow light that flickers and moves about Aside from the decorative crystal windows, the only entry point seems to be a single golden door at the front with a knocker on it that's in the shape of a heart. Uh, yeah, it's in here. This is it. <laughs> Pretty neat. 
Pretty neat. Yeah, that's what it says. It's pretty neat. It is extremely neat. Thank you very much for showing us. We just knock on the door here? Yeah. Well, let the boss know you're here. Thank you. So, Charles Mode now, um, I guess we don't have psychic communication, do we? Uh, who, who wants to go first? Bang, bang. That was my knocking sound. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was... Yeah. Yeah. I was giving I was giving a, a delay because someone's not going to be waiting at the door. As you wait a few seconds, and then someone opens the door. Um, there, as you the door opens, you see a dazzling from inside that the golden abode seems to stretch beyond its the limits of what the walls would suggest. You hear strange noises in the background, but the shadow realm as always has got weird sounds. But it catches you as the scent of like a rich spiced meal, kind of billowing out this man is uh looking at you and it just seems like a oddly normal guy he's wearing beige slacks with a blue button up with the sleeves rolled up he's got short and curly brown hair and a perfect smile on his face and he goes uh, welcome to my house of gold you're just in time for dinner you're coming in for dinner right what are we having well, lots of things. We've got a tagine that's cooking in the kitchen, and then we've got uh, all kinds of interesting accoutrements. In fact, I don't even know all the things because we have such these talented, and he kind of holds his hands out, and they, uh, his uh, his friends land or aloft on his hands and say, yeah, we're real good cooks too. Um, they make something different every meal. So you should totally come in. It's uh, it's going to be a meal you're not going to forget. I, I turn to the other two and I, I give the gesture for like group huddle. Let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll huddle up. Guys. Yeah, they're, good. they're real weird. They've been like this the entire time. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy, but... Are they're going to eat us, for... right? Yeah, I, I think or so. We're gonna eat their food and be trapped here forever. One or the other. Um, this but looking to see have pockets. I don't like it. <laughs> I think I think that we should go in and sit down at the table and uh, make conversation and see what we can reconnoiter about what might have happened to the souls that are trapped. Okay. Um, so because our other option is to just bail, right? We've come this far. We can't just bail now. I mean, we're in yeah. too deep. As you're standing here and the, the door is still being held open, each of you, as you are smelling the food that's coming in, it, it reminds you of your favorite childhood meal, like something that just like cuts to the core of you, like grandma's kitchen or PBJ's on the school bus. Real quickly, uh, Casper, you were once a, a young kid. What What's something that gets through your crusty old heart that just plucks at your heartstrings? Uh, you know those those pot pies, those like little pot Banquet. pies. Yeah, yeah, that would be it for Casper. <laughs> yeah, it smells like one that doesn't even have freezer burn on it, or okay. maybe in your case, just the right touch of freezer burn. True story. I uh, I am a connoisseur of microwave cuisine, being a single fellow who lives alone, and uh, I bought one of those not that long ago and like ate it and i was like damn that's good why don't i eat those all the time and then i looked at the box and i saw the calorie number and i was i was horrified 
scared. It's, like, it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> And this is and it's a special thank you. Uh, Tox Commando has subscribed, so thank you for oh, help sharing yeah, thanks, to give the Vaso bucks with us. Uh, yes. It is very helpful for our operating costs. And uh, as a quick little aside here, uh, what about you, Sam? What was it that your parents made for you that just really speaks to you? Oh, uh, Hungarian goulash. Yeah. Um, all that paprika. I was gonna say the, the cubed beef that's browned before yeah. you put it into the stew, and then you know like the, the rich tomato. Yeah, yeah, goulash definitely. My parents yeah. are from the old country. Wonderful. And how about for you, Louise? Uh, so it's pizza rolls, but they're not like baked or microwaved. They're deep fried pizza rolls that you then hit with like freshly grated parmesan on top because. Why not? For being fancy. <laughs> that you sounds know? amazing. Consider that. Yeah. Is that a real um, life Pashki food? It is. And occasionally, like, you know, you'll get the going way too far on, on stupid things. <laughs> you, you get butter, you, you like crush some garlic, put that in the butter, you get the Parmesan cheese, you hit that on top of the pizza rolls after they're fried. Uh, then some like some like green onion on top of that as well because you're fancy <laughs> as fuck little do you know that on our show we actually have had two chefs and um in our cast and i bet there's all kinds of wonderful things i haven't learned yet about wonderful guests for the day but casper as all of you seem to kind of take this moment to really smell and bring this in uh make me a mental check you're going to be making a uh, a knowledge great role for me, in essence. Does that dish have a name, Pashki? Pizza rolls. <laughs> Did you want to wager any dice on that roll, Casper? I really should have. I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to wager... Uh... It didn't get any better. So yeah, I wagered one. <laughs> All right. Uh, then so the one that you wagered, what, what did you, what did you roll? Because there is a in the system, there is like a stepwise, even if you may not got a great number, it may indicate a okay. a yes but or a no and. So Okay. All right. So it's a one and a four. A one and a four. All right. So you have you're not familiar at all with you this you're just smelling pot pie and your just mouth is watering so is you're all kind of just glazed over reminiscing um that man again his smile never faltering says again won't you come in you've come this far uh, it's it's late and uh my friends said you haven't eaten i could give you a tour of the house ah now we're talking um, i do love tours I would absolutely love a tour of this amazing golden residence you have. When when was this built? This is really extraordinary. Oh, that's the thing. It's constantly being built. Uh, and he lets you in, and you see that in this, uh, this foyer has two staircases that converge into an overlook. And uh, you can see just beyond uh, these large hallways on the sides, doors into various rooms. You on the first floor, um, and are are people going to be taking quick tour because he's uh, saying that dinner will be ready just momentarily. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll give you a quick tour of the the first floor, and um, oh heck, you know I'll show you a little bit all around, and then uh, I'll have um, I'll have you uh, over for dinner. So as a quick montage, uh, he guides you through the first floor. There are 
sprawling libraries. It's like you see a doorway and then you look into it and it's just rooms and spaces beyond. It's the TARDIS of mansions in a way. You see a billiards hall that has tons of different tables. There are people that are um, taking their time with trick shots. You see um, there's even this bowling alley that looks like it was just built, but it still has that bowling alley smell of too many old cigarettes and um, like chewing gum and, and whatnot. Bud Light. Um, yeah, Bud stale Light. beer. Exactly. And it even has that 90s kind of like carpet with that's just tacky, but just yeah, <laughs> a lot of polygons on that carpet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Do they have the, the cups with the blue swoosh on it? <laughs> yes, um, it, that is exactly what it looks like. So um, on the second floor is where things get even more outlandish. Um, so uh, the it takes you up a flight of stairs and the first doorway, when you look inside of it, it's like you're looking at a large mountain vista as if you were looking into one of those uh, popular video games that people play online. That, what is that? That's rimmed sky or whatever that is. It's, it's pronounced uh, scrim. scrim. I, I heard rimmed and that's all I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see people, um, in what looks to be like a video game there's health bars above their head fighting a, a dragon and they have these like looks of just bliss on their face as they're just uh, grinding for xp um and the man uh, is starts showing him is like this place is full of wonders and i have so much i can show you in fact uh, none of you have even introduced yourselves to me and I, where are my matters uh my name is ref hmm uh, ref, is is that short for anything? No, but okay. and you see, like he he hesitates for a second. Um, do you want to push that with a social check or let that uh, slide? Yeah, you know what, I will because I've been burning soul die, but I still got my social die, which is let me see one permanent, and I will wager one. So hang on one second. Where the hell did the other one go? There it is. All right, that's a three and a four. Three and a four. Um, so you, I guess, uh, no, not of course. Uh, just plain old ref. And I'll respond, uh, well, in that case, I'm just plain old Sam. Sam, it's a pleasure. And uh, the the two of you? If you're ref, I'm Cass. 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 Pleasure. You look familiar. And you, you notice as you're looking in this video game world that there is like an actual the Gandalf, um, the full accoutrement with the, the scepter and everything. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Like in, I picture you as instead of like the fancy wooden staff, you've just got like a busted ass tree branch from after a storm. Like maybe not even with the other branches taken well, off. And you know, there. Casper is totally the, like, that guy that if he just stopped looking so much like fucking Gandalf, people would stop saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
my head canon is that you're the Gary Gaiax from Futurama, like you're that Matt Groening yeah, version. It, that I, is. I roll before I tell you if I'm pleased to meet you. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's me, 100. Um, and Louise, you introduce yourself at all? Um, I believe you already know who I am. Your associates seem to know my name earlier. That's how we came down here. But this is my friend. And then I, I kind of hold my hand up with my little pig guy from earlier. Yes. Yes. Um, his name is Jeremiah Blackwater. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, Excellent. He uh, can fly. And he demonstrates that for a few seconds before he like, and this like <laughs> plummets back into the, your gentle embrace and uh, squeals contentedly. <laughs> That'd be me. See, like I'd have the energy for a short burst of flying and then I'd just be fucked. I'd fall like. Uh, so as you get, um, he tour continues and you see um, more of these, um, these different types of rooms. The um, beyond that, you see an aquatic room where there are people that are surfing like a monster wave that never diminishes enough, um, nor is it too strong for someone to get knocked aside. Another room, you see that there's a quaint cove full of books. Uh, with a view out the window into a raining sky, kind of giving you that nice pitter-patter in the background with little candles glowing softly um, in the, the distance. Um, there's even one room where it's just nothing but a giant pile of gummy worms, and there is like a man with like really broad shoulders and too small of a head that's just like chewing his way like tunnels through it. Um, <laughs> and... Um, Rep says, you see, this this place is a house of wonders. And what I'm doing here is I am building a community of bliss. Uh, people who join willingly into this community are given their own room where they can live in happiness and contentment forever. And I am just so glad to have you here. I'm hoping after dinner, maybe you will decide that you want to be a member of this community too. And uh, I, I will give you your heart's desires. Um, and um, you feel um, a little bit of um, like a, a little bit of the, a pressure in the room as if um, um, there's almost like a presence in your mind is trying to live not invasively too much, but just kind of almost scrape a little bit of your mind to get a little feel of, what things might make you happy it's almost like a warm hand just softly going over the folds of your brain just ah so smooth. um all of you can make me a mental roll to resist this effort if you choose okay i'm gonna wager one die on that one too oh no it's uh yep that's snake eyes all right, so that means that um, oh, you've got oh yeah, you waged her to die, so you've uh, gone ahead and lost that. And what else? Adding extra dice. Um, I rolled an eight, and then I rolled a one. I okay. Well, then you've got an eight. So you uh, holding on to Jeremiah, um, you batten down the hatches across your brain, and you see Ref just kind of like wince a little bit as uh that feeling pulls out. What about you, Casper? Six and six. All Hell right. yeah. Um, so you feel the fingers questing and at your um, your 
bent hold defenses. You feel as if the the touch is strong enough that it could punch through, but it seems to back off politely, almost apologetically. And he goes, "Oh, where are my matters? Um, we should just talk of this over dinner." Um, and um, uh, uh, we'll we'll get you all acquainted. Uh, how about you uh, go downstairs and join me in the kitchen? Um, and I'll be there in just a few minutes. I have some other business to attend to. Feel free to uh, peruse around here and see what this place has to offer. So there's a room for all of you. Uh, and if there's not one yet, we'll build one for you. I want to talk to Gummy Worm Guy. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that, dude. Uh, <laughs> he's he's going through the gummy worms like like, like a worm. worm. Uh, it is, it's like you went to what is like a mall galleria where it's like that bucket of gummy worms, but that's the room. It's just a bucket of gummy worms. <laughs> like the walls are even that plastic. It's, when you stick your head in, you're just in a giant candy dish. Like you're like a miniature person in a giant candy cart, and he's just in the gummy worm container. Um, are you also entering there, Casper, or are you standing out in the hall? I'm standing out in the hall because okay. something about this is just not sitting right with me. So the two of you stick your head in here, and you're just kind of overwhelmed with that sweet candy smell, and you see the guy like, uh, <laughs> Hello! Yeah. Come here. I, I wish to speak with you. Yeah! What's up? <laughs> Reference to when we played uh, Alt New York's uh, 88. Uh, what's up, guys? How long have you been here? Voices I had to do in a row. Sorry, everyone. What? How long have you been here? And there's this glazed look. And it's not just the sure amount of sugar and like the the fruity aldehydes coming off of his uh Everything his on him has a glazed look, probably. Uh, probably he's covered in like sticky saliva from just chewing everything and he goes hi i don't know i just love eating gummy worms <laughs> um and you see like there's like the person is really trying to think about it um as if they're just kind of lost in the euphoria of eating buckets and buckets of candy what did you do before you were here I don't, I don't know. Um, and like, there's like, you see him think, and then he looks down, he sees more gummy worms, and he just starts eating more gummy worms. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, the, it's, it's the gummy worms of, uh, what was it, like, Lethe in Greek mythology? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Um, the the person is really struggling to even try to engage you in conversation as if the the room itself is so much distraction and there's just so much uh, here that they're torn to even try to to focus on you um go ahead and make me uh um, whoever wants to really talk um make me a, a social test to see if you can really use the kind of authority of power your voice to make them focus in all right i'll do it let's see and uh i did a lot better that time that's a six and a seven 
All right. Yeah. So you kind of pierce through them and you go, oh, hey, sorry. I. And you get to see like this giant, like, <laughs> like this protuberance of like gummy worm and just throws it down. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, so sorry. You were saying something. Uh, being here. Yeah, I have been here for I don't even know. I think I've been here for. Um, I've I've been here long enough. I forgot that I had a squeaky voice. Yeah, so I've been here for. <laughs> for uh, I've been here for I think uh, two weeks now. That's great. You all the gummy worms you want. Actually, last week I was in a I was in just gummy bears, but I I'm stepping my way up to the good stuff. <laughs> I hear even that bin over there. There's even gummy sharks. <laughs> And uh, I I hope that that uh, this is just Charles talking. I hope that uh, gangsta works his way up to gushers at some point because that would be a, a very exciting room. Um, so he comes after Ref, gushers. Ref has said that you know you can be here forever and you can have all the things that are good. Okay, I think that we uh, know what we need to know. Um, so I have a question in terms of like world building or the world of this game yes is there like i am oath bound correct so i like is you're, there an, an authority that you, i report your, your to? parents were you're not oath bound oh, because I that's see. magical tradition no, right, yeah, actually, oath bound is Louise. okay my story yeah. all right um as a caretaker then is there like any sort of caretaker guild or whatever that i report this kind of stuff to that is so caretakers can either be like honorary members of things so you're you are kind of an honorary member of the oathbound you're just not officially in the ranks mm -hmm. um if um so that would be probably who you would report that to so do you step back out in the hall and rejoin casper yeah for sure and and uh, give casper a full run there's a guy in there uh, eating a lot of gummy worms, and I, I'm pretty sure that they're stealing souls in sort of a false paradise situation, sucking out soul energy in exchange for, like, one's greatest desires pride directly from one's mind. So, like, may maybe we file a report or something? <laughs> I like that, like, Sam is just like, <laughs> this is great. I yeah, love your analysis. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. Um, my thought is, you know, I, I'm i thinking that we're going to have to make the people on the other side understand what's happening here and believe us. I think we should go check out that bookworm or that bookworm, that book room, because yeah. I have a feeling that we might find someone named Paige in there. Ooh, good point. That's, yeah, I think that's a sound strategy. Um, where's Luis right about? Is he, has he joined the Gummy Worm Guy? Luis is just like in there, like covered in gummy worms. In there well, with his pigasus. How many? How many gummy worms can I pick from from the guy's pocket? And, <laughs> and, and at that, like following that resolution, I would then come up from behind them and just like I can just open another door, right? And we just shove people back to the real world. Is that so, what we want to do? Yeah, I mean, like I think if we did that, we're gonna rip them out of happiness and put them back. <laughs> Yeah. So would you yeah. stick your hands into the to the guy's pockets? You like just take out 
giant wad. Like it sticks to your hands. They're half chewed gummy worms <laughs> and gummy bears. And like there's I'm a so couple of like non pareils like snow caps and they're stuck to you. He goes, Yeah, I keep them there for later. <laughs> Just in case I get hungry. <laughs> that was going to be my joke. I still, I don't understand why he went for the pockets. I mean, there's more worm than there is pocket at this point. You can just take the worms. Look. <laughs> Look. There's not much that I know how to do with this character. But the one thing I know what to do, pick pockets. I mean, and create an adorable Pegasus. That's yeah, the Pegasus. That. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. Pegasus is also just like slurping worms like spaghetti. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're probably like that big for him, so he's just... <laughs> so, now, uh, there are two book rooms in here, the one on the second floor, and then one down in the, the lower, uh, the first floor. Which one were you wanting to, to go uh, into? Definitely the first floor. Uh, All right. Yeah. Um, just, you do... I'm going to follow Casper at this point, back there playing. Casper, though, you've been standing outside that room for so long that the secondhand gummy worm uh, vapor has definitely raised <laughs> your blood sugar to some dangerous yeah, levels. So yeah. at some point, you're going to have to readjust your insulin. But um, so you get back down to the first floor and you step into that library and instantly you go through that, that threshold and you can smell that paper and the binding of books. And um, you just get this is your realm like you are this is your home and you feel like a deep longing go ahead and uh so you're looking for a book before some information i was looking for a person in here oh, yeah a person. in here page the missing lover yes, of the um, forlorn library man so you get a oddly enough as if there's there's plenty of candy like smell now coming from uh from Louise since he's covered in gummy worm <laughs> stuff and his uh, pig is covered in gummy worm stuff that Wait, but you so still... hang on Louise looks you said you said you look like John Leguizamo in the pest right yeah was that remind me what facial hair he had in that was that mustache and goatee I think oh, I remember goatee yeah Bridget, so like... Bridget do you remember I haven't seen it in like three years, so I'm just trying to picture what he has gummy worms stuck to on his face. Yeah, I was saying there's probably some serious facial hair issues here. <laughs> well, he does have like a Fu Manchu, but made out of gummy worms, so <laughs> maybe that counts. Um, so you smell this cloying smell of cotton candy. Uh, go ahead, as a, just as a as a free mental roll, roll me. Um, uh, a, a quick check, William McCasper, and see if you just identify that. Yeah, so you identify this as the smell of creatures um, that are associated with uh, the ascendancy. Um, hmm. And so you know that there's something else kind of at work here. You see a woman uh, that is pouring over a large tome that is wearing a green and orange dress. Hmm. He looks very much like the one person out of that portrait. Yeah. Burnt scrolls for jewels. I'm still trying to figure out that coat of arms. Like, I'm usually, like, fairly good with semiotics. Do you want to, do you want to make that as a check, Sam? Uh, like, my mental is not great, but uh, like, sure. You know you what? I'm going to go ahead and wager two 
gold dice on that roll. So well, there we go. Because we are close to time, and you could yep. you can burn things. Uh, that's a seven, a two, and Perfect. the last one is a six. So those are telltale signs of being aligned with the hell seekers. That the charred mm. scrolls kind of give that uh, infernal knowledge. Um, people like powers insinuated with that. So you know that that person would be a strong uh, a diabolist or some type of a cultist or even perhaps a demon, depending on some of the more subtle meanings of it. So um, do you communicate that to Casper? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so Casper, you see this person uh, and you want to en engage them? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also affiliated with the Hell Seekers. We can we can do a sup bra kind of moment here. Um, <laughs> I could. Yeah. Be... Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I, I don't even know if I need to do like a sheep's clothing because maybe I know the handshake. Yeah. So when you um, come over to um, this woman, she immediately locks eyes with you, and she says, "Hail, sister." But or. I mean, a softer, more uh, feminine oh, voice. Um, by the way, the Hellseeker handshake is just... Just like this. Yeah. You take the horns and... Yeah, lock horns. Yeah, yeah lock horns. So I give her the, like... the locked horns handshake. <laughs> uh, so uh, my name is uh, Marriott, or I was known as uh, Mary Bellick in my, my former life, and... I, I was trying to get you at the library before uh, those creatures took you, so I'm I'm sorry that we have to meet here. Um, we're in you're in a, a bit of a, 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 I wouldn't say that you're in danger, but you could be in danger here. Um, you see, all of this, all of this is is a sham. This is. I mean, she wants to seem like she wants to tell you more, but it's like there's something compelling her not to you see her teeth clamp down as she tries to tell you some type of bit of information um it almost seems to make her old uh features even a little bit more tired and haggard as she kind of tries to fight against it all right i'm gonna i'm gonna spend the first of my actual rather than soul die on one more routine presence to kind of give that extra push for her to fest up all right. And so you're burning into your soul dice and you really kind of pull out the strength and uh, you pull this out of her and you feel as you do, there's something grating almost hard and rigid and metallic in the feeling of the psychic vibe as you kind of pull this out. And she goes, mm, Ref is, is short for Refusiel, the demon of, of master of tricks. And so she's kind of haltingly providing this information this is this is all this is all a, 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 a trap it's a ploy it's a trick this this house all of this it's he is taking souls he's trying to break the veil and join the ascendancy and he needs your souls and the souls of all the other people who haven't committed yet to make the final push through cool I mean, I, not not cool in character. I'm just personally a big fan of diabolism. Yeah, and I just, you know, I, I didn't want to be like, told you so. But yeah, that was kind of where I saw this going. Yeah. Yeah. Is so there guys... any way out of here? 
unironically, she says, the front door. Okay, so we can just leave. You you can leave, but those who have already given their soul are bound here. And when he parts the veil, it will burn all other souls. All of them will die the final death. Double cool. All right. Um... But thank you very much for your contribution to the cause of balance between the powers. I think we're going to get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> No, no, fuck balance. I want revenge. I want, I want my power back. He has stolen my power. This ref, he was my protege, or I was his protege, and he's turned the tables. And you have to destroy the heart. If you destroy the heart, I can be free. I can go back to being my former self, the fiend of revelry, and <laughs> I will make ref pay. But I am bound until then. I mean, I'm bowdy about the the demon of revelry. That sounds dope. Yeah, I was as gonna hell. say I'm team revelry too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, she goes. Sometimes to make balance, you need to make things a little bit unbalanced, right? Maybe you we know, can make sure. things good for both our parties here. Uh that that thing about balance sometimes meaning unbalance is literally something my parents told me growing up. So like, I'm down with that. Uh, you said destroy the heart. Yeah, it's it's in the attic. Okay, stairs. More stairs. <laughs> uh, you hear this like squealing as you realize that Jeremiah has consumed the rest of the gummy worms and has no <laughs> more gummy worms to eat. Little guy. Uh, do I have anything in my inventory I can feed him? No. Uh... He's fine. He's being a little porker. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Let's move on. So upstairs. Yeah, yes. it sounds like we're going upstairs. There's yeah. Uh, is there yeah. any chance there's an elevator in here? She says if you give your soul, they'll okay, make no, an elevator. All right, fine. We'll take the stairs. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you have a soul? <laughs> you know, it'd be really cool of you right now if you if you made us an elevator, buddy. You're gonna sacrifice <laughs> Our Pegasus? Don't do that to Pegasus. We'll carry. Makes... We'll carry Casper up the stairs. I can make another one, <laughs> and you can also make one of your own, Casper. I can. I, mine's not a Pegasus, but what would it be? Um, mine actually looks kind of like a Care Bear. Oh, um, but with a human face. It's really kind of oh, awkward. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. That's why true, I didn't call him, you know. True story. I, last true story of the evening. I had a friend who was an art student a long time ago, and their thing was taking stuffed animals like that, and then taking the faces off of baby dolls and doing exactly that, like giving little baby doll faces to like stuffed tigers and stuffed bears and shit. And uh, it was creepy and awesome. And I have photos that I'll share. With the group, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that needs to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you eventually get up to the attic. Uh, you're hearing uh, the sounds of crunching, like like pop rocks plus Rice Krispie treats plus like knuckles being cracked over and over. Oh, and you realize God. it's Casper just going lumbering up the yeah. stairs. Oh, there's, there's no cartilage left in these knees. It's just. <laughs> You can hear the gout crunch with every step. Oh, God. 
um when you uh uh get to the attic you get the, uh, you start to hear the sound of something flittering almost as if there is a hummingbird stuck in a cage being frantically uh bashing itself against the walls See, I was hoping for a like a lub dub or a glump glump, but hummingbird heart's pretty cool too. Um, do any of us have any weapons? Look, I'm a scholar, not a fighter, <laughs> and I'm a caretaker, and I don't even have a rake. I don't think. Um, I mean, which... I've got my knife. Okay, yeah, all right, that'll do it. One destiny token. I do too. So I have one of, you, of those too. Yeah. All of you have that. It's basically an auto pass for yeah. a check. Uh, so when you open up the door, or are you opening up this door to the attic, or are you still gotcha. strategizing? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go see what that sound is. I actually have an item that I totally uh, forgot about. Treated as close one. Okay, never mind. All they do is bring stuff closer. Never mind. I have some magic suspenders. <laughs> they bring stuff closer. <laughs> and um, I wonder if our feed is frozen. It looks frozen. Oh, nope. That's just me. Never mind. Um, Don't do that to me. So I was going to say, <laughs> after, this, after this whole thing, it froze for an ad. Give us those Bezo bucks. So, That's right. And we're we're almost there at time, anyways. But we're pretty much at time, yeah. So we'll just dramatically pause here. I wanted to maximize our time since we've had a, a challenge of things, and then we can make some quick announcements. Yeah. Uh, so you open the door and you see that Rep is standing there, and by his side is Marriott. Marriott has this glazed-over look over her eyes, which seems to be kind of a running theme for here, and you see that. The how she is now is she's rigid and almost looks like she's a marionette under the strong and commanding gaze of Reth. I invited you to dinner, you should have taken me to dinner. He looks up at this thing flittering around in the rafters, that it's the, the golden heart, um, very much a, a golden flying object, like a heart locket, uh, with wings, and uh, he grabs it at it and holds it and he goes you can choose to join here but I'm not going to let you bring this operation down you're either going to give your souls or I'm going to kill you and take them the hard way so which one is it going to be and if you don't want to come nicely I've got some hostages that might just uh make you come and see my side of things. I'm going to make it my way to the Ascendancy, whether you like it or not. I have plans. And yes, the goulash was delicious, and you missed out. <laughs> it um, had that good, expensive paprika, like that actually from Hungary. Fresh um, and smoked. Yes. Uh, give him Sam and Luis and... <laughs> Me and the Pegasus, the Pegasus, we'll get out of here. Yeah. All you need to do is just say, my heart is yours. And... So, so I was reading over my weapon. Can I walk up to him and like act like I'm going to give him a hug? Because my blade 
is looks like a small little knife until I wield it, and then it becomes big and turns into a sword. Cool. That it is. So could could I like come up and like, hey, yeah, let's hug it out. I'm sorry. And then I just like, get close enough, pull it out, and have it like go to full size right into his head. Yeah, like you could have it in your pocket and then like put one arm around him and then just like shlink and give him the old, you know, one, two, and through and through. As our closing scene, that is what happens. Kind of you have this dramatic pan out of the camera, you get the wide shot, you see that uh, Louise is walking and approaching to uh, Ref as if to embrace. Camera zooms in. You pull that pack of knife, and then you have that shink sound. Give me that. Give me that shink again. Shink. <laughs> as it goes through part of his skull. Nice. It doesn't cause that smile to falter. That broad, charismatic smile. It somehow gets wider. And it almost it extends as if his, his whole head's almost being bisected by that smile. His teeth elongate. You hear the sound of bone crunching, not just from the skull punching or the knife puncturing his skull, but his limbs begin to elongate. He pulls you into that embrace and you feel talons prick your flesh and you hear him whisper in your ear, you're done fucked up, buddy. <laughs> Guys, and, run! <laughs> uh, and, and we'll pause there. So uh, we'll have it kind of uh, as a cliffhanger to invite people to uh, buy the adventure and see how you play this out. There are, of course, lots of different uh, ways to handle some of these solutions. But as a um, this game, as you could buy currently now for itch for ten dollars, that comes with the bestiary and the introductory module and the the rule set itself. So uh, I know that uh, you wanted to give a, a shout out on behalf of John. Would you like to go ahead and make that, Charles? Yeah. So the reason uh, that our esteemed uh, Mr. Baltusberger is not with us this evening is that he is. Uh, neck deep in um, games done quick or GDQ or hashtag GDQ 2023 on Twitter or anywhere else. Um, games done quick is a speed run for charity event. Uh, you can tune in, you can donate just like tuning in helps support them. They raise like millions of dollars for charity every year. Um, I'm not sure what specific charity they're doing right now, but their drives in the past have been exceptionally successful and have gone to like disaster relief and food funds and stuff like that. So um, if you are into speed runs of like games from all the way back from like 8-bit to like modern times, um, you can find their schedule online. Just Google Games Done Quick uh, fundraiser and you can watch the live room there. You can see what their schedule of games is and who their streamers are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in fact, I think it was last year, we actually dedicated our stream here at Wandering Monster to just like doubling theirs so that we could boost the event. But this year we're, you know, continuing on uh, with our games. So that was um, Doctors and Demons from Magic Cat. Thank you very much uh, to everybody who tuned in. This game is available on our, like, the link to it, rather, is available on all of our socials, IG, Facebook, um, Twitter, any place that you can find us. Um, it'll be in the show notes when we post this on YouTube. It will also be um, in the show notes when we have it up on various podcast sites. And um, 
Do any of you guys have any cool stuff coming up you want to tell the fine people of Earth about? I have a story coming out on January 25th in a collection yeah. of 90s horror called Ah, now that's what we call horror. Nice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so take cool. a look at that everywhere books are sold. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, go I've ahead. Got, I was going to say, I've got uh, some Kickstarters that will be announced in a little bit. Uh, there we put a, a teaser out for Metromancer, which is a going to be part of the next Zine Quest, and it is a really neat subway crawl for yeah. cyborg so a lot of really cool stuff coming out for that uh, there is going to be a, a teaser book we're going to be putting out soon just so you can see sample class sample monsters and some other stuff uh, so uh, excited to show that collaboration off and uh for myself um i will have another novel coming out in june from madness hard press called he led us into the wilderness and spoke to us my cosmic horror story about Jonestown. I think it's one of the better things I've written, so stay tuned for that. Um, in addition, you can find Wandering Monster content. Uh, you can catch up with our back catalog on YouTube at uh, tinyurl.com slash wanmoncast. You can find us on Twitter at wanmoncast. Um, you can find us wherever fine pods are cast on youtube um and if you would like subscribe interact tell your friends punch somebody and scream our name and then run away um do whatever you can do to signal boost the show and uh you know bridget brave um thank you so much for uh guesting on the show tonight um and uh, maybe we'll be seeing more of you in the future. I would um, love that. I love being with you guys. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had a great time. And uh, with that, you know, John always ends this show with um, some sort of funny catchphrase. But in my case, I'm just going to say, um, do crime, be gay, hail Satan. <laughs> I'm Wait, hold up. I am disappointed that you did not start singing Rainbow Connection. <laughs> I'm going to find the Rainbow Connection. The lovers, the dreamers. It's Uncanny. We're definitely going to get sued. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, dang that it. was too, that was short enough. Uh, <laughs> we'll 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 send the Hensons a, a nice bag of gummy worms. I've got so skinny legs <laughs> on my weird bicycle. Thank you for joining uh, us for this consensual journey that we call Wandering Monster. I have been uh, Ian Servas. I have been Charles R. Bernard. Uh, I'm still Bridget Brave. Uh, I've been frustrated with my computer all day. <laughs> uh, that is true. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, see you see, uh, we'll see you next week. For Pan, His Majesty, and Yellow.